0: If you were born between 1969 and 1984, you are a part of the 65 million Gen Xers. And you've just found your new family. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Gen X perspectives on rapidly changing technology, history, media, politics. How they come together and influence every aspect of daily life. The world we were raised in has ceased to exist, but we haven't. Let's do it. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Now your hosts, Mark and Mike.
1: Yo, 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 Mark. We're back again on the Carolina Underground,
2: and we got the heat on in the replica Bat Cave. Goodness gracious, Mike. How in the world are you?
1: Boy, this has been a week of traumifications. I have been traumificated after traumificated.
2: Well, I hate to hear that, but it doesn't surprise me much.
1: It started out Monday morning. Yes, sir. Little baby dog. She was having it coming out of both ends.
2: Oh, yeah. And she
1: wasn't happy, and I wasn't happy. And then my employees wasn't happy because I made them clean that shit up.
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I cleaned it up. But had to take hey. little
1: baby dog to the vet, and we had to get her on some medicine and stuff and all that. $800 later, she's still oh. not puking and with diarrhea, so we're good. And shes if you hear some squeaking in the background, the little baby dog is with me tonight in the replica bat cave. And it's just going to be something you're going to have to put up with because they're happy squeaks to my ears because she ain't wanted to really do anything all week. So if you don't like it, go listen to somebody the hell else. I don't care.
2: <laughs> you kind of on fire today. But speaking of bat caves and whatnot, you know, have you seen that? Uh, oh, the Pattinson, the guy from Twilight, and uh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, right? Have you seen that uh, version of Batman? I have seen that version of the Batman. I watched it and I mean it happened to be on um television and I and I I was actually studying it so I had it on the background. Uh-huh. I was surprised it was not it was actually pretty gum well written. I, I well, didn't expect it to be that well handled. But it was a lot more like the original Batman character was intended to be because he was originally intended to be like a super detective more than a superhero.
1: Right. And I will say this, Mm -hmm. my take on that movie is although the movie was well written and done, it's the origin story of Batman at this point is so overdone.
2: Yeah. It's a bit hackneyed. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm looking for something like unique, like what about Batman and Robin with uh, Robin at the right age where Batman took him as a ward. Or something right. like that, or training Robin, or something something different. And I think well, uh, the the next one may be because the rumor is it's supposed to be based on the comic book par- uh, storyline, The Brave and the Bold, which actually has uh, Damian Wayne as Batman's Robin in that, which is of course Bruce Wayne's son.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So and of course push come to shove, we all know Damian Wayne's the best Batman character of in the Bat family because he is my favorite character.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, but I mean again, the problem there is that, you know, it, at the point in time when Batman and Robin were written, people didn't have their they were a whole lot more accommodating of things like child labor. <laughs> well, right,
1: right, 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 right.
2: <laughs> and that is no longer the case so taking in i think what he was what eight or ten at the uh point? i think Four? dick
1: grayson was
2: nine right so he's right in that age yeah so putting it you know <laughs> putting a 10 year old <laughs> in a <laughs> position where they're being shot at and and fighting grown men it would be upon (laughs) well i will say uh
1: they did uh last year i believe it was last year they released uh kind of a a run series called robin and batman Uh which actually it was uh done by dustin noonion who is uh a, a comic artist and jeff lemire for writing it but it was um Based on the premise that Batman had, it was kind of like the the training of Robin to where he would become Robin and then get the mantle of Robin and all the stuff. And it was just it it was just really well done, and it was kind of refreshing to see something to go back and just don't get well. It's Nightwing, and now Nightwing has a three legged dog, and Mm -hmm. it's just because I'm gonna be honest with you, Tom Taylor, I think used to be a great comic artist but I have not been really impressed with him at all really lately. And now the big thing was, I think the latest, one of the latest issues of Nightwing has him dressed as some kind of Jack Sparrow looking type character and all this stuff. And it's just, I don't know if DC really, they don't seem like they have any bearing or any roadmap on where they want to
2: go. Well, you know and we have we've talked about this many times and i think a lot of it has to do with the nature of the world today where everything is about how many dollars you right can get. right and so it's it's just they're kind of phoning everything and and, and they've I've, you know there's been a lot of different periods in my life that i've seen this shift and it usually stays that way for a little while and then shifts back towards some semblance of reality. But I don't know that we're coming back this time.
1: Well, I think you're right. I think we may be too far gone. And it's, and you know, the interesting thing is, is, you know, um, I don't usually go to the theater to watch movies anymore. I'm just, Mm -hmm. I can sleep at home for free.
2: Right. And
1: and so, but you know, the movie black Adam with the rock, Mm -hmm. it just got, like destroyed and people talking about how it sucked and it was horrible and all this but I'm going to be honest with you <clears throat> excuse me I watched it and I really enjoyed it. I thought they did a good job on it.
2: I thought they did a wonderful job with Black Adam. Yeah, I really I liked, liked Black Adam. I, you know, and I like well and I've always we've talked about this before as well. DC did significantly well, DC's series were always significantly better than the Marvel series, and the Marvel movies were usually better. But uh, with Shazam and Shazam Fury of the Gods and Black Adam, I thought they really knocked all three of those out of the park. Right. I thought they had they, they nailed the characters. Mm-hmm. They had the right amount, the right balance of characters, uh, of humor and the right balance of you know uh, well I mean it's just the right balance emotionally across the board and and, and you know it doesn't hurt that uh, that that some of the actors uh, some of the actors that are are in those particular movies are are uh, I'm big fans of their work right right
1: and, and you know that makes a big difference too and that was oh yeah that's one of the main concerns I have going for if you do something with like a young a younger actor playing Robin Mm -hmm. and you're going to have the continuity, you're going to have to do it within like a, you know, a pretty successive short amount of time so that the character's not 30 years old playing somebody that's 15 or 16 years old.
2: (laughs) And you just put me in mind of uh, a classic movie, uh, The Thing. Oh no! It wasn't the thing. The blob. The blob. Me. Yeah, where Steve McQueen at the time was probably in his you know early thirties playing a
1: teenager. Yeah. Or or like Beverly Hills 90210, to where I don't think there was one teenager playing a teenager, right. and the rest of them were in their forties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and you know, interesting talking about movies. I watched a movie today that I had uh, previously passed on. Uh-huh. And it just, it was on. It popped up on sale and I said, you know what? I think I'm going to watch it. And the movie was called, called Old Henry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I have no clue who the guy was that played in it. No clue of anybody that played in it. But the premise of the movie is you, there's this farmer and his son. He's lost his wife. He finds a man that's been shot. Uh, come to find out he's uh, truly a, a lawman man that had thrown his hat in the ring with the outlaws. And he decided to run off because he got wind that the outlaws were going to kill him before he could kill them or arrest them or right. whatever even though he was helping them rob them. Well, they kind of picked the wrong old farmer to mess with.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, And this movie came out. It's an older movie, so I don't really feel bad about spoiling it. It's just the, if you do not pick up on what they're laying down at the very beginning, which mm-hmm. it seems like is the guy's flashbacks, mm-hmm. um, you're not very well versed in the lore of the Wild West. Okay. So it's not like it's it, it's hidden in plain sight.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So this guy, he's nursing him back to health. He's he he's going through all this. Well, the bad guys show up and want him. Obviously, he's not didn't tell him he's gonna get him. So they're gonna come back and try to take him by force. Mm-hmm. Well, this movie operates under the premise that Billy the Kid did not die, and okay. that this old farmer is Billy, Billy the Kid. The Kid. I may have seen that. It is actually quite good. I I, I kind of roll my eyes at the Billy the Kid movies because let's just face it, Emilio Estevez is the best Billy the Kid. Oh, he Bar did. A none. Yeah.
2: And I'll make you young famous. Guns.
1: Yeah. Young <laughs> Guns and Young Guns, too. You can't mm-hmm. beat it. But this was really, it was really a good movie and I really enjoyed it. Me and Baby Dog sat there and watched it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And it was actually quite surprising, truthfully. Mm-hmm. And it's like I said, well, I you know I told you, you know I had watched Blue Beetle when Blue Beetle came out,
2: and right. uh, I ended I've been up meaning to watch that. Well, it I goes. watched
1: it again last night, and I'm going to tell you, the movie just keeps getting better and better every time I see it.
2: Well, and of course, you know one of my favorites of all time is, of course, The Tick. And they've done a couple of different versions of uh, live action of the tick, but uh-huh. none of them can really touch the uh, can really touch the uh, animated.
1: <laughs> well, well, <laughs> as just, well, as far
2: as general stupidity, my favorite my favorite phrase of the entire animated series being from the chameleon when he was I can't remember the name of the uh, Scottish giant that he was attacking and he you know the chameleon proceeds to latch onto his kilt Uh and you see him start sweating and gritting his teeth and he goes can't do plaid," and falls (laughs) off (laughs) that's pretty good
1: well and you know there's a new one uh new season out on the on the amazon series of invincible i actually ended up liking it though i ended up watching the Uh, First series of that and ended up going back and buying all the comics just to read through what had happened.
2: Right. And, and yeah, and those, the, the, the folks doing invincible are some of the same folks that were involved in the walking dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. And walking dead. I
1: just, after the first couple of seasons, Mm -hmm. I was just kind of zombied out. It just got kind of
2: stupid. Well, yeah, there was a period of time where the whole, thing and I can't remember which season it was, but the whole thing just kind of turned into if you have any shred of moral decency about you whatsoever you die. Right. And And I'm going to be honest with
1: you. I had not watched it Mm -hmm. since the old man that drove the camper died.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Dale. Mm -hmm. Dale.
1: After he started, after they killed him off, I was like, you know what? This is just getting plain stupid.
2: (laughs) Well, that was kind of at the beginning of that run where every time, you know, every, if you if you had any moral moral compass or any shred of humanity about you, you, you wound up dead. Now, of course, that didn't include the core characters of, you know, Rick and Carol and Daryl and whatnot like that. And that his other
1: brother, Daryl, and his other brother, right. Daryl.
2: Yeah, but I, I did... I did stick with it through the whole thing, but again, it was one of those things. They pushed that to the point where I was just about to stop watching it, Gotcha. but I had gotten, so, I mean, I, I became invested in the characters and, uh-huh. you know, I mean, and again, you look at it, that ran what, seven seasons. And it seemed many, like a lot longer than that. Yeah. It, uh, but I mean, again, it, it just, you know, I think of how many, how, how much of my life, <laughs> devoted to essentially a film based or excuse me a a television series based on a graphic novel but it was a good graphic novel right and i mean again i i tried well so and i and and a a great graphic novel also in a great movie was the watchman
1: Uh uh-huh
2: and i tried to do the uh, hbo series but uh it was just so heavily woke You know, and I I just can't, you know, I mean, there, there, you know, things like white privilege. Okay. Uh There, There ain't no such animal. There's wealth privilege. Okay. But there's not white privilege. Okay. Because the only white privilege I've ever had was the privilege of getting my butt up and working my butt off for absolutely, you know, whatever i could you know could, could get right so anyway but i don't want to go into that speaking though of of that well you know so um, did you see and i'm not going to delve, delve too deeply into politics but where uh mayor adams the fbi has uh confiscated his uh ipad and his phone i think that was it uh, investigating charges of corruption with Turkey, and I, as I read that, the immediate thought was that never would have happened if he hadn't have gotten on the uh, if he hadn't gotten on television and talked about the fact that uh, open borders was creating a problem for sanctuary states. Uh, right. I guarantee well, it. would never uh, Yeah, happen.
1: I saw that they had done that. I also saw the uh, article to where the Democrats have quietly killed their investigation into Clarence Thomas when it was floated around the house that they were going to subpoena George Soros and his son. Mm
2: -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. Right. But um, uh, I look at it like this. If you are a mayor of a city, Mm -hmm. what business do you have
2: communicating and
1: working with a leader of a foreign
2: nation? You have none exactly exactly that you know you were 100 percent correct now governors and you and i've discussed this many times governors uh, you know the states are supposed to be sovereign states right and so a governor has a reasonable um argument for dealing with international uh entities but not a mayor you know if you're a not mayor, a mayor. You, need to, you need to be working on your you know your your local infrastructure and whatnot like that, but yeah, this is a, the 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 thing that um, you know. Oh, and did we talk about the the Massachusetts judge that threw out the primary election? Because no, I of, hadn't, talk, what, I hadn't it, heard about that. Okay, so just short version of it, and and they used the Dominion voting machines in uh-huh. primary, and lo and behold, the incumbent was trailing by you know, eight to 10 points. Uh, and they stopped the vote count at, I think it was midnight, just like in another election that will remain nameless. And then an hour later, the voting started back again. And miraculously the incumbent was up by 10 points. And, uh, of course it was also mail-in balloting, but the, uh, judge declared the, uh, the vote to be invalid and required the, the vote to be recast. But it just, is kind of interesting that it didn't get a whole lot of airplay.
1: Well, 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 there's a couple of things too. There was uh, something in Maricopa County about wow. the um, Dominion machines that aren't supposed to be online, that mm-hmm. they were uh, they online they and them. they were able to get in them and control them mm-hmm. and all that. But,
2: yeah they weren't uh, even supposed yeah they were connecting i think via bluetooth and they shouldn't have been able to even they shouldn't have had any sort of a a wi-fi and i mean again that makes perfect it makes no sense to me that you would have any kind of wi-fi or network connectivity on something like a voting machine i mean that's just a terrible idea
1: well i can Uh, understand being able to have to put it on the network and it's like if you were sending out a program but Maybe, updating I mean, or something like that because there's got to be a way to update it but not well you can update not, it
2: with a usb stick or with a blooming floppy drive or a cd-rom usb connector or something of that nature but i'm not you know you're showing I, our
1: age on cd-rom connectors there you might want to yeah
2: <laughs> hey you know it's still viable technology but you know it, it it's just a you know the, the, the point of the matter I guess being the whole thing is that that, that anybody that thinks that there is you know that, that the Democrats and the Republicans are are oppositional parties is a fool. They're not. It is a uniparty. And anybody that thinks that anything is gonna change as long as we keep voting Democrat or Republican uh significantly is diluted well, and, and another problem
1: or part of that that dovetails into that is you don't have a really a lot of a choice but voting democrat or republican because they set the standard and the bar so high that a third party 99 percent of the time can't meet the thresholds to get on a ballot
2: well that is true um, if I mean again, the answer is that uh, the citizenry. I mean, we we we've if we unless we just really enjoy uh, tyrannical rule and paying. Oh, I guess I mean I guess if you did the math, we probably pay close to close to fifty percent of our income in taxes because you're paying you you pay income tax, you pay state income tax, low, uh, 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 federal income tax. Uh, uh, social or bike uh, tax, then you got sales tax, and then you got property tax, and you got inheritance tax. And you know, so you know, at the end of the day, how much money are you really taking home? And, and it ain't much because you got all, all this. Oh, you mean you take uh, money home?
1: Like, you're not supposed right, to pay exactly. people to work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly so i mean and that's not uh, you know so it's not going to change until people start start to wake up and realize that the and and i think i've said this before that the, the war is between the people who just want to be left alone to live their lives and the people who refuse under any circumstances to leave them alone. I mean, and, and those Mm -hmm. are the, there's a whole lot more of us that just want to be left alone to live our lives, do our job. And, you know, all of that fun stuff than there are of the people that are the power hungry megalomaniacs. Right. We got to band together and, you know, and, 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 as a group, I mean we, we, we got to stop fighting over things like abortion. And I mean this is another thing I think we've brushed up against if we've not talked about before. You know anybody that thinks that abortion is a hot issue and a reason to cast your vote for Democrat or Republican. Look at one of the shows from the 70s about uh, or the 80s about you know politics. And you will find that they're arguing about the exact,
1: exact same story. thing. I would suggest you watch some episodes of Archie Bunker.
2: Right. Okay. In particular, why? Why would you suggest make that suggestion?
1: Well, I sound? mean, because there is the Still same the relevant, scenario. Relevant. Well, I mean, they're 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 different names, same crap.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> it's the same. Oh yeah.
1: keep saying over and over again, and it's like, for example, our former president mm-hmm. that I don't think was really should have been president. Cause I actually do not think he was an American citizen.
2: Oh, ah, okay. That
1: Mr. One. Obama and his husband or Pelosi or whatever the hell she is. I honestly, you know, people criticize George W. Bush mm-hmm. for a lot of things. And yeah. He, some of it's probably warranted. A lot of it's yep. probably not. But there is one thing that he has done that he got absolutely right,
2: and, and that, that is
1: when you're out of the White House, you keep your damn mouth shut because nobody wants to give a damn what you got to say anymore.
2: Well, but see, Obama's only out of White House in in name only. He is one of the puppet masters of the Biden presidency because this is continuing what he started in his presidency. And again, that's why they got so mad at Donald Trump. Is well, I know this, the numbers ain't
1: looking Trump. so good for the Biden-Obama 3 presidency, Obama 4 presidency. The well, numbers are looking bad. And it's not, not only just for Biden, but for Trump as well.
2: Well, no, I, and, and I understand, but who in the world are you going to put in there? I mean, because I don't know. I, I know who
1: agree. I'm voting for.
2: Well, I know, and I, and I don't disagree, but it's like I've seen absolutely zero airtime of anything for Robert Kennedy. I've seen very little, and of course, part of that's me. I am so sick to death of being lied to. Constantly by the news media, I I just I I I I don't even I want I don't watch the news hardly at all anymore. I don't either. I you know I got some sources that I scan through, and if I see something that looks like it has even the slightest bearing on reality, then I read the article. Well, I watch
1: Bobby Kennedy on TikTok.
2: No, I got you, but I don't do TikTok because well, again, I know you that don't, is. I mean, you well, don't but,
1: understand what you're missing with all them talking
2: dogs. I don't know I where understand. all these
1: smart dogs come from.
2: I got to get Flossy
1: Dog where she can talk.
2: Well, I got you, but it's it again. You know, the if if there ever was a likely outlet of propaganda, it's got to be TikTok because I mean that is owned part, parcel, and and total by the people's Republic of China. And And
1: I want to ask truthfully, I want you to look through everything that we see on a day to day basis, technology wise, and tell me something that China doesn't have a hand in.
2: Oh, no, I don't disagree. I mean, again, they, they, they are neck deep in Google's activities and in Facebook's activities. Absolutely. They are, but, uh you know and 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 those folks do not have any any of our best interests at heart so they never have nope never have but again that still goes back to the same thing the the China, the average chinese person i sincerely believe that the average chinese person probably looks at life darn near identically to the way that you and i do well with a couple of
1: exceptions now. They are looking to barbecue dogs and cats and I ain't into that.
2: Well, yeah, that one, that culturally does. Yeah. That uh, I'm not even, I try to, that's a, that's a
1: no non-starter.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, well, but again, they, you know, typically they'll eat just about anything that moves.
1: Obviously that's why we got COVID and the damn bats.
2: Well, we know better than that. That was uh, COVID was a, genetically engineered you, you know that we can't virus. say
1: that we're going to get labeled as disinformation
2: well you know the i, I gotta say that disinformation label these days is pretty much a badge mm-hmm. of honor because you know that's it, that it, it's more along the lines of an inconvenient truth so but you know Go ahead, label. Well, I'm sorry if, I, <laughs> if our ratings go down because I because I said something that will be labeled. I bet they'd go up if anything. Because I mean, people just aren't stupid. Hey, this much, yeah, our ratings ain't gonna up. go
1: down, baby. This is the redneck agenda. We put <laughs> two little fingers
2: up in there to
1: political correctness, and if the FBI's out there listening somewhere, fuck y'all too.
2: <laughs> and the horse you rode in on that's right
1: and if you think we didn't notice that you had your little look over here moment when they quietly approved more money so you can build some kind of damn new building think again <laughs> i recognize this all that shit you sneaky bastards
2: <laughs> well you know and again i think at least you know everybody kind of expected a, a certain amount of corruption and. Malfeasance out of the government.
1: Do you but know? I think we tolerated it. But we I tolerated it. We
2: tolerated it when they were actually still doing stuff that was to our benefit. But
1: actually, though, right. I didn't have an expectation of some corruption. I expected more and held the government of the United States to a higher standard.
2: Well, we should have, but they were always doing. I mean, golly, Pete, what was that movie that Tom Cruise was in? uh, where he was a pilot. I can't remember. Top it was, gun? It was, no, no, not top gun it was air America. Something like that. He wasn't in air America. Air America was Mel Gibson. Uh, yeah. I think, but there was another one where he was, I mean, he was, and it was based on a true story. The, the, the pilot was, um, uh, recruited by the CIA for, uh, to, to run drugs for a, uh, Oh, I remember...
1: I don't remember the name of the movie, but I know which one you're talking about.
2: Yeah, and I mean, that's based on a true story. It really happened.
1: Hey, don't knock it. Escobar had the best cocaine. I'm sorry. (laughs) They ain't none of it come close since.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I don't... uh,
0: I I just... (laughs) Go
1: ahead. Hey, we used to build snowmen with them. (laughs) But... (laughs) That wasn't what I was going to say. I just don't understand who these people think they are. The UN Uh calling out Israel for the way they're operating in Hamas. Who gives a shit what the UN thinks?
2: Well, but that's the whole thing. That the organ, I'm going to tell
1: for. you one thing. If somebody would run on the platform of they're going to reclaim the U.N. building and turn it into a damn parking lot, they'd get my vote. Because the U.N. is absolutely 100% a money-sucking drain and a completely useless. There is no point. The League of Nations didn't work. The U.N. don't work.
2: No, What's right. the point of it? Well, I mean, again, that was what I was saying, the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, the United Nations, all of those are, they're all part of that globalist agenda. And that's what, you know, your George Soros and your Jeff Bezos and your Bill Gates and your Xi Jinping and all of those guys, that's what they're all trying to do. They want world domination. And, uh, you know, I, it, it's just I, I sincerely hope that it's well, one of those things where the tighter that they squeeze their hand, the, the more it slips through. They look for
1: world domination and stuff like that, and I'm more worried about where my damn bag of Oreos is.
2: Well, and that's, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm not worried about your bag of Oreos. But, well, you know. a good
1: thing, because you ain't getting none. I,
2: I, I, know I don't know. I knowledge. would share with you. I'm sure you would, but it's a, it's a long walk. So we'll, we'll let that, we'll save that for another time. But again, that's the whole thing. It's the people that want to mind their own business and, and versus the people that want to mind everybody's business for them. And it's the same thing. These people that want, want all the power, they want all the power and they want all the control, but they don't want the accountability for their actions. Right. And they're, I mean, and that's the definition of a con man or a grifter. And we, we, we just need to get back to the point where we just don't tolerate that kind of nonsense anymore. But I I don't know how to get people to think. I did watch another
1: movie last night that I enjoyed. I usually watch it like two or three times a year. Okay. And every time I watch it, I really want them seats to come back. What was in like them early 80s uh, like Oldsmobiles and Buicks and stuff like that. You know them big pillow seats? The bench seats? Well, you know, they had the fluffy pillows on them on the headrest and the backs and all this stuff. They just sat real good, real comfortable. Yeah. I just like them seats. Well, I agree. But He's the movie's probably, good too. And, uh, probably buy them and
2: put one in there, but go
1: ahead. Well, I love the movie. Ordinary people love the book. I, really, I read the book probably three or four times a year. Yeah. Uh, I watch the movie a co- at least a couple times a year. But, yeah. um, I was today years old. Yesterday years old when I realized that the girl that, or the lady that played Pratt in Ordinary People, who is uh, the love, in, the young love interest of the young character,
2: mm-hmm.
1: was the same lady that was the Earl of Grantham's wife in Downton Abbey. i was sitting there saying she looks familiar she looks familiar but um that was an amazing and you know kind of hard to believe i think that movie came out in like 1980
2: yeah well that's one of the things that is is it's really kind of gut-wrenching to realize that Jaws, the original Jaws came out in 1975, as did the original Star Wars episode four.
1: Well, you had ordinary people came out in 80. It was won the Academy Award, Mm -hmm. but to add, it's got uh, Mary Tyler Moore in it, Donald Mm -hmm. Sutherland. Uh, I think it's Timothy Hutton. I think that was one of his first big roles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jude Hirsch. I mean, it's it's not lacking for star power at all.
2: Right. Well, I don't think they Judd had that star I, I power. I,
1: I've been listening to the Beatles thinking, today, so I got a Jude on my mind, but it's Judd Hirsch.
2: Well, you probably also were cross pollinating a little bit of uh, Jude Law in there too. Probably, so, yeah. Well, you know, and I, you know what I miss? I really miss the old days of landlines and uh, and uh, answer machines. Because we had so much fun with the answer machines. Hey, and, uh, evidently I often, you haven't
1: but, listened to my voicemail message. Oh, I have.
2: <laughs> I have, but it's a little bit different. I mean, it's just and pardon me for being nostalgic, because it's a little bit different. I mean, because you could live your life.
1: Well, yeah.
2: And I mean, I forget my teleph- I forget my mobile phone all the time. I, I forgot it today. I was running errands, and I reached down to pick up my phone, and I was like, "Oh, well, I left it on my desk again." But, uh, you know, I mean, the world was so made so much more sense when we were not tied to those electronic um, eavesdropping devices 24 7, 365. And, you know, and, well, and it,
1: it's it, kind of like when we get ready to talk, you know, normally <laughs> when we fire up the computers to talk, we end up having to uh, do updates because I hadn't turned the computer on since the last time we talked.
2: Right, right, right. <laughs>
1: So we always get delayed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you got to admit that social media has done more to damage our society, excuse me, our society than it has done to help. I, I, it, I think, you know, well, maybe you don't have truthfully, to admit that. But well, that's my opinion.
1: Well, I think, I think yes and no. I think when it first started, when it was like the MySpaces and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it was more of a novelty.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely it well,
1: was. And now it has. I think they have written it to where it is actually. I think it's actually as addictive as any cocaine. drug. Yeah, cocaine. Well, yeah. I don't really consider cocaine addictive. I mean, it's, it's well, not so. Cocaine that's a great area.
2: <laughs> well, they 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 both affect your uh, dopamine and serotonin, and, and uh, cocaine also uh, affects your uh, adrenaline. So it. Can be, I mean, again, I, I people either have an addictive personality, in my opinion, or they don't. No, no. I, I, you know, from, from my own personal, you know, what, uh, Bill, Cosby said, you? what? You know what Bill Cosby said, don't you? You
1: know, what Bill Cosby said,
2: Bill Cosby said an awful lot, but uh, go ahead and enlighten I, me.
1: Well, he was talking to this guy that does drugs and he said, Hey, I wanted to know, you know, just what is the thing with cocaine? Uh huh. And the guy says, "Well, it intensifies your personality." Okay. And Bill Cosby said, "Yes, but what if you're an asshole?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: well, that's just that's just what he said. Well,
2: okay. the rule
1: is, if you're an asshole, don't take cocaine.
2: Well, but the point that I was getting to is, you know, addiction is a disease. Okay, it is a it is. Uh, mental, mental mental illness, if you Like will.
1: transvestism.
2: Right, and so some folks are, are, are you know, and, and, and I think everybody has some sort of, some level of addicted. Well, and, and too home.
1: now, the drugs are cut with stuff that are more dangerous and more addictive as well oh, yeah. than what and, they were
2: back in the day. Well, that's true, and I mean, again, it was it was in the uh, what was it? it was in the '90s though when um, when uh, people started dropping dead from cocaine usage. And when that yeah, speed uh, Jim Blue, or John Belushi died. Of, yeah, was, well, well, with speed speed balls with speed balls. Yeah, yep. but I mean, again, there were a couple of uh, NBA players that. Uh, had their hearts burst or had heart attacks from Uh uh, cocaine usage before the game and stuff like that. So again, that was what the war on drugs did. The, 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 the one thing that, you know, the the war on drugs did absolutely nothing to stop people from taking drugs illegally. But what it did was it kind of drove everything into this, uh, point where it had, they, they had to strengthen the effects of, and the effectiveness of the drugs to the point well beyond what they occurred under natural circumstances right. and order to make it worthwhile to sell them. And uh, so we've made it far more dangerous, which is, again, the typical thing that happens with nearly everything that, that the federal government gets involved with is the exact opposite of what their stated purpose uh, is what winds up occurring. And um, I, I'm, I know that some of that is intentional, and uh, but but you know I, I I think it's probably a sliding scale as to as to how much of it is
1: intentional. Uh-huh.
2: But you know, and again, the, the the commentary goes back to the old you know the story about the the Mustang Ranch and how when uh, it was Heidi Fleiss was uh, her assets were seized and everything by the federal government. Well, during the investigation. When they seize a, a, a corporation of, of any types assets, the uh, they're they're bound by law to maintain those assets during the, the, the investigation and court proceedings, so that if the uh, individual being uh, being adjudicated uh, winds up being found innocent, that they you know the, the, the government has not then destroyed their source of income. Right, but the uh, in in that particular instance, the federal government managed to bankrupt a whorehouse. So, I mean, again, why in the world do we want to put that bunch of yahoos in charge? Of a, yeah, why why do we want to put them in charge of anything? Because it's such a it's such a common thing for everything that they touch to immediately uh, become a Ponzi scheme, and uh, the, the the cost of it. Increased by 400 percent or more. So, but um, again, until people start to wake up and and look at the actual facts uh-huh. that you know, and 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 I don't care if you consider yourself a Republican or you consider yourself a Democrat or 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 you know, hell, a Scientologist.
1: I'm a North there Carolinian.
2: There you go. But no matter what it is, until people start to realize that we're being constantly gaslit, and manipulated. By our quote unquote leadership, then, you know, and, and, and just stop. I mean, we just need to stop. We just need to put our foot down and say, look, you, you've run roughshod and been irresponsible long enough. I mean, it's the same kind of thing that you do with your wife or your kid right. if they took your credit cards and ran them out, you know, and, and weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. You, you eventually kind of get to a point where you got to put your foot down and it's high time, we did, but I don't, you know, until people start to wake up and pay attention to that fact, and still believe that, you know, abortion and climate change are actual issues that are important, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I think stewardship of the planet is a number one priority for, should be a number one priority for all people, but, you know, Climate change is, is is nonsense. It's a hoax. Well,
1: now wait a minute. Though you have stewardship of the planet, though, if you want to talk about that, you know that was given to man by God to be a steward over. So, unless you're a Christian, how do you believe in stewardship of the planet?
2: Well, because it's the only one we got. Okay, and so if we wipe out all of the fish in the ocean with fish factories, and we wipe out all of the whales, and we wipe out all of the you know the elephants and all of these other things if we if we kill off the the wildlife we won't have anything to eat uh you know i mean the the ecosystem is it's amazingly resilient but it's also amazingly fragile at the same time but you know i mean okay so here's a good example right so they they all blame the uh they blame the, the 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 coral reefs the bleaching of the coral reefs and and whatnot with uh with with heat uh-huh. that ain't got nothing to do with it it's that the most effective sunscreens okay for humans uh well the the there, i won't say most effective there's there's two basic sets of sunscreens one of them and i forget the name of the chemical is based on uh, a specific chemical that, that it slips my mind at the moment the others primarily use zinc to uh you know to keep you from burning and and at any rate the the other chemical the non-zinc based ones are poisonous to the mm-hmm. coral and so you slather all of this junk on you when you go to the beach then you proceed to diddy bop out into the water and then you fill the water up in the you know where, where the where the coral are with these. Chemicals that are poisonous to them and it kills them. That's what bleaches them. But those companies that make that sunscreen make a whole lot of money off of it. don't want You know that. So they're going to claim that it's climate change caused by cow farts and people driving, huh. and that's not the case. It's just bull. And uh, you know, at any rate, I, I you know, it, it it irks my nerves. I mean, uh, I understand the concern for the planet and we should have concern for the planet I mean if you ever have you ever seen what the distances in just our solar system if you have you ever seen what it actually the distance and the size of the planets proportionately what they look like
1: uh, yeah I, well I've seen like where they've done YouTube video comparisons
2: right and they and, and they're out in the desert and they show you how far the distance from the Sun to mercury to Mm. venus to the earth and even to the moon it is astounding the amount of difference between the earth and the moon and and how tiny the earth looks from even as far away as mars and yet all
1: this happened by chance
2: oh yeah no i saw a, a a wonderful meme put together the other day that that said you know I simply, and and I'm going to reverse it and and butcher it, but I simply do not have enough faith to believe that something came from nothing, that precision and order came from chaos Uh and et cetera. I mean, it just, it, it, it just doesn't now again, the human mind is not big enough or designed to understand our entire universe our universe is just too bloody big we're, we're not built for that we can conceptualize some things but we we don't have the brain power to to truly understand all this stuff around us in my rarely humble opinion but you know you kind of just gotta you 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 there has to be a pre-order intelligence i don't care if you i do care but you can call it God, you can call it Allah, you can call it the One, you can call it the Flying Spaghetti Monster if you want to. But order simply does not come from chaos. It, it just doesn't. And we did, I think, uh, did we talk before about how they, uh, the uh, Webb's Telescope, looking at the uh, furthest, you know, they, they look at redshift. And uh, that's how they determine what the oldest galaxies are. Um, and the ones that are furthest away because they have the greatest redshift and mm-hmm. uh, when they've been looking at the data from it the the expectation based on the big Bang theory is that the uh, they would be very hot because they just came from an explosion and so right, right. The, 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 the common or the the prevailing wisdom is that they the, All of this explosion and happened, and then gravity caused uh, particles to bond together, and they got bigger and had more gravity and drew more in, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good theory. The wonderful thing about theories is you can't prove a theory right. You can only prove it wrong. Um, and in and,
1: some instances, you can't prove it wrong.
2: Well, that's true, and that's that's the why, and that then it maintain main, is maintained as the prevailing theory. But at any rate, so what they found was that the uh, these universes were surprisingly cold, and filled mostly with dark matter, which is the the form of matter that we have the least understanding of, and uh, so it's kind of in a situation where there's going to have to be a whole lot of physicists and, as, and, a, and astronomers working together to find out what in the world happened so because our our fundamental understanding of the universe is is uh, pretty much shaken to the core by that information as i understand it i am not a i am neither an astronomer nor a physicist so you know i i'm not and gone. i and definitely I am not right and i did not sleep in holiday and express last night to, to i didn't last night but home. i
1: have in the past
2: I have as well. I didn't feel any smarter the, the next morning, though. I have to say.
1: Well, I'm not going to tell somebody that. I mean, well, that's like one of them things. If you like sleeping with a goat, you look at him and you say, "Damn, brother, I don't think I'd have told that.
2: <laughs> that." That's a bit of that's a bit of a leap there, big man. <laughs> I just said I didn't feel any smarter when I woke up in the Holiday Express than I did before I went to bed. You're talking about sleeping with a goat. I don't know that I want to go. Where it goes. I don't <laughs> want to go down that rabbit hole. I have, I'll
1: tell you, that reminds me of a joke. Sorry, right, go ahead. <laughs> so, and we're running out of closing time, so this is going to close us. Right. Um, This guy goes out, and he's wanting this job to these sheep herders you know they stay out in the field you know being shepherds and taking care of their sheep and it's like he goes out and he's talking to this old sheep herder that's been there a long time and he says well you just pick out a sheep and you just have your way with it he said that's how you get around and get by until you get back to your family and your wife and that young guy says finally just gives in and goes okay he goes out and gets one he rubs the sheep all over him and all this stuff. He just can't get a heart on. He just can't get it up. He just can't do it. The next morning, he looked at that old man. He says, I don't know what you're doing. He says, I just couldn't do it. It wouldn't get me off. And the old man said, well, which one did you pick? And the young guy showed him. The old man walked over and grabbed the sheep by the neck and turned it, looked it in the face. And he said, well, no wonder you got the ugliest one. (laughs) Now we know how Bill Clinton feels.
2: <laughs> well, there you have it.
1: And that is the snout to the curly tail and everything in between. Let's go drink some Paul Roger and do a couple lines.
0: <laughs>
2: you have a good night, Mike. And we
0: gone. You've been listening to the Carolina Underground. Our passion is to talk about technology, history, media, politics, and how it's all changed over the years and affects our daily life as Gen Xers. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter at Carolina UND GRND. Hit the website at www.thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you've got questions or comments, send an email to info at thecarolinaunderground.com. Stay Gen X strong. See you next time on the Carolina Underground.